When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Buzz Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 28th. Happy Friday, everybody. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Mitch Keller, six innings, two earned runs, five hits, one walk, 10 strikeouts. He earned the golden goal with 15 whiffs and a 38% CSW. And is it time that Nick Pollock finally says, you know what, Mitch Keller? Welcome. Welcome to my to my home. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I still don't quite buy what he's doing. I don't think his locations are that great. I don't think the breaking balls are really that amazing. How he did this one, is he really just chucked a lot of fastballs in the zone? And I guess they worked. Uh, I am really shocked that it's hard contact rate is sub 10% this year. And on a four-seamer, that's really, really, really insanely good. Um, why? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But maybe I'm just missing something about this fastball. It's just that elite. And that's all he needs. I I guess it, it just all seems weird. He's facing the number one offense in baseball next. That is, Mitch Keller's facing the Rays. I don't want to do that. So, I'm kind of like, let's just wait another start and see what happens. It uh, Generally, when things are smoke and mirrors, um, there's a, like a reason. And like it becomes... Okay, I'll put, I'll put this in a different way. Whenever there's really no good narrative or no story as to how the success is happening, it's because there really isn't one. Um... That's like 90% of the time. Sure, there are guys that have slipped through the cracks and I've been really down on that were much better than I expected, like Nestor Cortez. I just had to accept and I recognize that, wait, maybe the four-seamer is just that good in what he does um, and I need to get over that, right? Um, Mitch Keller could be in that same way. I could be very much missing it. If you want to go and get Mitch Keller, go ahead and do that. Uh, yeah, Cal Quantrill was someone like that for ages and I just shrugged my shoulders. Um, this is different where it comes with strikeouts, but still it's like, all right, I guess this works. That's how I feel about Mitch Keller. And I would wait until after the Rays start to pick him up and he gets Rocky Road and that's fine. Miles Michaelis went 6.1 innings, zero and runs, four hits, two walks and six Ks. He's a Toby. He did well against the, the Giants. That's nice. The Angels are a top 10 offense last 14 days, if you can believe it. Um, I honestly feel like you don't need to hold on to Miles Michaelis. But what you do need to hold on to is our promo code Root, Root Canal. Root Canal. You get 25% off any subscription on the site. That is Peel Pro Yearly, Peel Pro Monthly, Peel Plus Yearly, etc. Join us on the Discord. Get the ad-free website. All of the fun perks. Go check it out. It's capital letters, one word, Root Canal. And go hang out and get Peel Plus and support what we do here. Everything we raise goes back into the site, so... If you want better, bigger and better things, and you want to support what we do, consider getting a subscription at pitchless.com slash premium. 
But all right, uh, Matt Strom won 5.1 innings, zero and runs, two bits, zero walks, five Ks against the Mariners. No one could have seen this coming across 60 pitches, except for PL Bot. That's right, our PLV projections predicted Matt Strom as the best streaming pick yesterday, and what do you know? Insane. He got the win here. Uh, he only had five whiffs, and I don't really believe it, and now he gets the Dodgers in Toronto. The Dodgers have been like a bottom 10 offense the past two weeks, so maybe there's something there for that. Definitely not against Toronto. You really don't want to do 60 pitches. I mean, come on. I mean, they pulled him earlier than he needed to because it was the sixth inning, but still. Braxton Garrett against the Atlanta Braves. Three innings, zero runs, one hit, zero walks, and three Ks. It was a rain delay. It messed this one up. Also, Kyle Wright, we're going to move on. Same, yeah, Kyle Wright. He was looking great. He also threw uh, his, <laughs> his curveball about two-thirds of the time, over 60%. 27% overalls tw- swing strike rate and 47% overall CSW is like it's because of those curveballs. Uh, it was also because it was Miami. But still, nice to see Wright really leaning to that because that's his best thing. He should be going like 50% curveballs. George Kirby went eight innings as against the Phillies. One earned run, four hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. He got the loss. And I am calling him a holly. This is a new term. Toby generally means like a 15 to 20% strikeout rate. And I felt like there were these guys that are these ratio focus. I don't think have that SP1, SP2 ceiling, but are just consistently good for you. Um, and you aren't going to drop them. You're not really debating dropping them. Um, those are Hollies. If you know the office, that's the perfect version of a Toby. I think George Kirby is one of those. He only had seven strikeouts in this one in those eight innings. Uh, I, I don't see him becoming it an absolute ace until his slider and or curveball and or changeup become like a really good whiff pitch. And yeah, he's a holly. So it's like Marcus Stroman, for example, or like Chris Bassett, Jordan Montgomery. These are hollies right now. Uh, Maybe even uh, Nathan Eovaldi, right? Guys, we do not have any anticipation of being an absolute ace, but they're definitively better than uh, than like the last guy on your roster, right? Uh, those are Hollies. Okay. Hayden Wisniewski went against the Padres. Five innings, one and run, four hits, one walk, and three strikeouts. Uh, I'm glad he survived. Uh, only 17 breakers in this entire start here for, for Wisniewski. Only three strikeouts. Yeah, this is not the Wisniewski we wanted. Um, he does get the Nationals and Marlins next, so I guess we hold for that, but come on, Wesneski, you're supposed to be like 40% breaking ball and destroying guys with that pitch, so let's get to it. Uh, Tyler Malley against the Royals, yeah, yeah, um, 91 miles per hour, and then he said he had some back elbow pain, I believe it was exactly, now he's going to be examined, and he might be out for some time. Uh, I hope he's okay. He did make the most out of this, at least. It was four innings, one to run, two hits, zero walks, and six Ks for Tyler Malley. Good job. Thanks for, like, not blowing up when you get hurt. <laughs> Goes a long way for us. Garrett Cole, 6.2 innings, two and in runs, six hits, one walk, eight Ks. Ace is going to ace. He's against Texas, one of the best offenses out there. Got the win. And he still doesn't have a slider. It's insane to me. Get that slider back, please. Logan Webb against the Cardinals, 6.2 innings, 2 and runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, and 7 strikeouts. He's just like 1 hit or 2 hits too many. <sighs> so close. So, so close. Um, but yeah, Brandon Webb, 
he's a Holly as well. Uh, jo Joby Wentz against the Orioles. 5.2 innings, 2 earned runs, 4 hits, 1 walk, and 6 Ks. I'm glad he did well. His changeup was really nice at the bottom of the zone. Wentz really isn't someone that you should be targeting a lot, though, and now he gets the Mets, and we're just not going to touch that. Uh, we have a lot more pitchers to talk about, and of course, all of the starters for today and tomorrow, and we're going to talk about those after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization, so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Shane McClanahan ace is going to ace against the White Sox. You don't really need me there. Only 73 pitches because it was such a blowout. They were up 12 to 2, so we got pulled after 5. Nothing about McClanahan. Um, Andrew Heaney had a poor quality start, and it should have been worse. He got a generous 3-2 bases loaded strike call uh, to Anthony Rizzo. Um, he hasn't been uh, super in on the slider, as a changeup was actually the, the primary secondary pitch, which is one of my favorite phrases. It's kind of weird to see that, con considering that last year we got excited about Heaney because of that slider. Like, that was the difference maker. And he's not really throwing it now, but his four-seamer is just that good, I guess. I mean, we're in. We hold on to Andrew Heaney. Uh, Joey Lucchese's donezo now because of Max Scherzer. He didn't really do well against the Nationals, and whatever. Kyle Gibson was very disappointing against the Tigers. 4.1 innings, 300 runs, 8 hits, 2 walks, 3 Ks. Ugh. Now he gets the Royals, and... You know, he just left a lot of stuff in the middle of the zone. Don't do that. So, you start him against the Royals. I'm going to be holding on to him still for that one. Because that will be a probable start. Yeah, Kyle Gibson just does this and whatever. You start him against the Royals. Trevor Williams, no, not very good. Didn't do well against the Mets. You know this. Seth Lugo, disappointing against the Cubs. Five innings, four and runs, seven hits, zero walks, and three Ks. I think he pitched well. Um, I know 18% CSW and three strikeouts. But I feel like the whole package is good here. For Seth Lugo, he's kind of like a Holly to me, and that's cool. Um, this is why I made up this term, because I realized that so many guys are the same thing, in my view. And that's why terms exist, to group them together to help you out. Shoei Otani uh, did not do well against the Athletics. He actually had five perfect innings, and the one that was imperfect, which was the fourth, was horrific. Five earned runs, three hits, <laughs> uh, two walks, and eight strikeouts at 15 whiffs. First share of the Gallows Pole. It's a do dusty donut because really the only problem is the ERA. The whip was a one. The strikeouts were eight. The win was there. So, whatever. You get over it. Julio Urias got the loss, though, against the, Pi the Pittsburgh Pirates. 5.2 innings, 600 runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, and 5 Ks. His curveball was not good. 4 out of 16 strikes, 25% strike. I'm sorry, that was on the changeup, which is really bad. 25% strike rate is so terrible, 
And Urias uses that as a as an out pitch down. It just was not good. And the uh, the hook wasn't as successful as we normally say. The curveball wasn't excellent. The Pirates have also been like a top 10 offense. Offenses are weird right now. I don't quite buy all of it. We'll see. Uh, JP Sears was the stream pick of the day against the, the Angels. Had a rough inning. And that was kind of it. Uh, 4.1 innings, 600 runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, 4 Ks. I think this, the slider and the fastball are still kind of interesting. Um, but he does get the Mariners next. And fine, we cannot, we can just move past that. But then go back in for the, the Royals start. That seems good to me. Dylan Cease got rocked by the Rays. Four innings, six earned runs, nine hits, two walks, and three Ks. And the slider wasn't excellent as normally it is. And then the curve and the four-seamer weren't very good. And there you go. That's Dylan Cease's start. It's it's the biggest problem of being such a, such a major one-pitch guy with that slider. That when you don't have a four-seamer and curve that can step up when that pitch is lacking, it's going to open the door for more of these blowups. But I still love Dylan Cease as far as, like, yeah, he's a top 20 starter. Um, but you guys know my history with Dylan Cease, and this is why. And then there's Zach Greinke, and, you know, Zach Greinke isn't a guy that you should be starting on your fantasy teams. Looking forward to today's starting pitchers, DeGrom, Castillo, Freed, Valdez, Lopez, Stroman, Luzardo. We went over all of this yesterday. Of course we did. We do every day. Shane Bieber, Aaron Nola, Grayson Rodriguez, you start them all. Manoa goes against Seattle. I hope what he did last time against the Yankees sticks. The thing is, fastball still wasn't getting whiffs, so I don't know. We'll see. That's why it's probable start. Zach Eflin against the White Sox. The White Sox are just so bad. You probably heard that guy rant about it. Eduardo Rodriguez has done great things over the last two starts, but the Orioles are seeing him a second time, which I know is not really a... I shouldn't have even said that. That's like a myth of a pitcher facing a team a second time being dramatically different. Um, but it's more that Eduardo Rodriguez isn't like, I don't know, he's not really doing this absurdly crazy good thing now. He's a holly. Uh, Dustin May against the Cardinals. Um, I don't trust Dustin May. I don't trust this command. I don't trust that he gets secondary pitches on his uh, curveball and cutter. And I don't trust him when I lend him $5. So I'm still going to do this against the Cardinals, but I I feel like it could just be like a five-inning, three-run, four-walk game or something out of nowhere. In the questionable start tier, Lucas Giolito is going against the best offense out there and against the Rays, and that's not fun. He's pitching better, but it's just unfortunate that it's the Rays. Rich Hill is the stream pick of the day against the Nationals, as he's done well recently, and... The Nationals aren't very good. Jack Flaherty has been much better in two of his last three games. In both of those games, he had 10-plus slider whiffs, and he also had a 93-94 mile-per-hour fastball. He now gets the Dodgers. If it's every other game, he's going to do terribly. I hope that his good uh, good outings are replicated here. Wade Miley against the Angels and Tyler Anderson against the Brewers is a Toby start, and I'm not really interested. While Nick Pavetta against the Guardians is a complete coin flip of volatility. In the do not start tier, Clark Schmidt goes against the Rangers, and I don't want to start Schmidt. It's very mediocre against the Rangers. Ugh, that's not fun. Um, David Peterson against Atlanta's slider isn't as good as it used to be. Jordan Lyles is mediocre at best. Maybe if you're chasing a quality start, that could happen against the Twins. 
Merrill Kelly gets cores. Kyle Freeland is in cores against the Diamondbacks. No way. And Sessa, cool. And the return of Drew Rosinski is kind of interesting. I'm just going to be watching that one to know where he is at, but I do not want to start him. It's still ill for many reasons, and it's just, you just don't do it. You just don't do it with Drew Rosinski. Um, but he could be a Toby through the year and a streaming option later. Uh, looking at tomorrow's starting pitchers, Spencer Strider, Kevin Gosman, Clayne Kershaw, Sonny Gray, Corbin Burns, Christian Javier, Zach Wheeler, Hunter Green, and Reed Demers. All very clear auto starts. Joe Musgrove isn't there in probable start land against the Giants because this game, this ha- game is happening in Mexico City. Its elevation is higher than Coors, which means the ball is going to fly out of this one. Now, it's Musgrove, start your studs, all of that kind of stuff. But do I want to start him in Coors Might? I would prefer not to, but I, but no, you're going to start Musgrove. Um, Montgomery and Eovaldi are Hollies against the Dodgers and the Yankees. It's not great. Those offenses both have been struggling as of late. You started the both, I think. Vince Velasquez is a stream pick of the day that I'm going for against the Nationals, as he's been hot lately going slider and four-seamer. Now he gets the Nationals, and I feel like that should carry over and do well. Garrett Whitlock is better than what we saw last time, and he gets the Guardians. I think he should do, it should be productive for your fantasy teams, I believe. It's a little riskier than the others here. Same with Dean Kramer against the Tigers. He didn't do well last time. It's much easier to start against the Tigers. Dean Kramer should be fine. I prefer the first four a lot more than Whitlock and Kramer. And the questionable start tier, that is, I'm leaning do not start here, um, is Lance Lynn against the Rays. I think a lot of people just don't want to do this until he does well again. I totally get that. Go right ahead. It's also against the Rays, but I also recognize that he could take off the TR any day of the week. So it could be the start against the Rays, regardless of the opponent. Matthew Boyd goes against the Orioles. He's throwing harder now. 92 again, which is nice. Doesn't have a slider whiffs. So I'm not totally sold about Matthew Boyd, but this should be okay. I'm not really going for it, of course. Edward Cabrera against the Cubs. Cubs have been really hot offensively, and Edward Cabrera, I do not trust your command. Zach Plesak is going 50% sliders, and that's pretty cool, but the Red Sox are a good offense, and honestly, could be a do-not-start. Same here for Tyler McGill against Atlanta. Tyler is just not doing enough with his stuff. Don't start those guys, really. Um, But I recognize that they could go five, six innings and get a win in the do-not-start category. Sean Manaya is here because we don't really know how long he's going to go. It's been so weird how the Giants have been treating him. And not to mention, this is in Coors Might in Mexico City against the Padres, and that's just a clear bench. Brad Keller, not seeing it for two starts now. You just don't want to do it. Maybe the curveball comes back against the Twins. Don't want to do it. Caleb Killian's getting the call to pitch for the for the Cubs. Good to see him again. Has not looked great in the minors this year. And... Just don't risk this. I don't like starting MLB debuts. It's not a debut technically, but feels like one. Um, it goes against the Marlins. I just still don't want to do it. Johnny Brito does not get strikeouts. He's a ratio-focused guy going against the, the Rangers. Absolutely not. And Noah Davis, Chris Flexen, Tommy Henry, Yanni Chirinos, Patrick Corbin, and Kyle Muller. You don't need me here. Uh, Flexen goes against the Jays, and Noah Davis is home in cores. No thank you. But all right, that is it for today. Remember, use code ROOTCANAL to get 25% off any PL subscription that you want. Go support the site, get access to the Discord, get access to our PLV projections weekly and daily for DFS and Fantasy. They're awesome projections. Go check those out. But that is it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your bounce be low and your strikeouts high.